0: Verse 7, Jesus said, I say to you, watch this, that likewise, that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner. Now think about all the, all the billions of people on the earth today. The Bible says there's joy every time. In other words, church, every time somebody get right with God, y'all got to get this in your spirit. Every time somebody get right with God, there's a party in heaven. How many like parties? Man, every time somebody get right, man, they start jumping, shouting, partying, because somebody has been snatched out of the jaws of hell, and they've come into the kingdom of, the, of, of light. And church, and if, it, if, it's, if it's joy in heaven over one sinner that repent, how many know for everyone we reach, you ought to get excited about it? How many of you plan on reaching this Christmas season? Oh, come on. How many of you plan on reaching? I mean, what, what, I, know, I, know, I know you got your list. Oh, watch this now. I'm going to pick on just a little bit. Can I pick just a little bit? you, you got your shopping list. you got your list, right? What? Do you, but do you have a list of souls? Of people that oh, God, I'm going ahead of myself. People that you can pray. People that you're praying for and believing God for. I want to challenge you this morning to get another list. Now, that's one of my traditions. I jumped ahead, but it flowed. I just got to flow with the spirit. Listen, Develop a list of people that you are believing God to win over to the kingdom of heaven. Because we got a list for Christmas. How many got a Christmas list? Come on. Don't be ashamed. I know you do. Jesus calls us to evangelize. So here's our calling. John chapter 20, verse 21. So Jesus said to them again, watch this. Now this is how it all ties in. Peace to you. He said to his disciples and he's saying to us, as the Father has sent me, watch this, so I also send you. Now, don't miss that. Jesus said, now, think about how, Jesus, how God sent Jesus to the earth, and Jesus had a mission, right? To seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus was caring about people. He was evangelized. He was healing. He was witnessing. He was, he was uh, 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 feeding the sick, and he was doing all these wonderful things. I want you to think about it. Everything that Jesus did. Jesus said now, watch this, as the Father has sent me, watch this, now I'm sending you to do the same. Now this is where, this is where it, it, it comes together. Because what Jesus is saying, it, that, watch this, now his mission now has become what? Our mission. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you the same way. In other words, you're to take it over. We are to take it over at this point. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? So So now, because How many know that Jesus, his physical presence is not here? How many know that we're his hands and his feet right here on the earth? We're his hands and his feet. And the Bible says, how would they hear unless there's somebody talking about it? How would they hear unless somebody's preaching? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? How would they hear it? How would they know it unless there's somebody who's engaging? He has left that up to you and me. He said, as the Father sent me, I'm going to be back with the Father. Now, check this. You take it from here. You take it from here. Wow. Jesus said in uh, Luke 19, 13, so he called 10 of his servants and delivered to them 10 minus and said to them, do business till I come or occupy until I come. Now, how many know that the occupy doesn't mean that we sit back and look cute? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Occupy don't mean that we just come to church every Sunday and we just wait for the rapture to come. Come on. Occupy don't mean that we just stay in our own little huddle and we just kind of stay away and just kind of, you know, hunker down, bunker down. I mean, no, occupy till they come. What Jesus is saying is get busy. Do my work. Be busy about the work of evangelizing and discipleship. When Jesus said in Matthew uh, uh, 28, verse 19 and 20, another one of our verses we started with, when Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples, right? I want you to think, he said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Wow, this is amazing, church. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. He said, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. How many you know Jesus is going to be with those who are busy about making disciples? I'm going to say that again. Jesus is going to be with those who are busy about making disciples. He said, lo, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I mean, he said, listen, he didn't say go and make uh, Christmas cookies. <laughs> he didn't say go and make Christmas, uh, what is it, that drink there I like to drink? Uh, yeah. Eggnog. <laughs> What's the other hot drink? He'd be like, uh, cocoa. that's got that cocoa. It's the other apple one. Cider. Apple cider. Go and make apple cider. I Man, I made some great apple cider. And you know, listen, I'm not knocking that stuff. Hey, I like, apple cider. I can't do eggnog. Glory to God. Uh, you don't want give Pastor Baylor no eggnog. But uh, y'all, some of y'all know what I mean. I'll leave it there. Uh, uh, but, but he said, no. Go and what? Make disciples. In other words, it's not just, listen, it's not about going and just making friends and making people happy. He says, go and make disciples. Nothing wrong with making people smile. But how many of our calling is to make what? Disciples. So that thing, discipleship, got got to come first. A Disciple is a learner. It is somebody that is being transformed by the power of God. He said, I want you, you and me, to go and make disciples of all the nations. That means, man, this gospel got to spread all over. He called us, you and I, to do it. We got to go and make disciples. In other words, let me ask you this question. Where are your priorities this Christmas season? Are you? Where, what are your priorities I'm talking about traditions I want you to think for, think for a moment about what has been your Christmas tradition that has been biblical think about it this, this, this message is, is not deep it's just to make us think about some things and, and get our priorities in check y'all hear what I'm saying church so, I'm gonna give you a couple of ways that you can build your tradition of sharing your faith, and then we're gonna get you out of here. I'm going to give you a couple of things that we can do. Number one, prepare yourself to minister. Prepare. The Bible says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, so and always be ready. Everybody say, be ready. be ready. Be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Book of 2 Timothy talks about uh, being equipped, study to show yourself approved, a workman unto God, one who rightly devised the word of truth. In other words, church, how many know that one of the reasons why we don't share our faith as we should is because we're not prepared to? Are we waiting for somebody else to do a Pastor can do that? How many know that all of us are ministers of God? mm mm-hmm. So watch this. Let I'm me I'm I'm challenge you to do something. Because I've heard people say to me over the years that I've heard people say something along these lines. I'm not really sure how to approach somebody about this. Or I'm not sure what to start with. Let, let, me, let, me, let me put it to you this way. Uh, nobody, generally, who has any sense, is going to come and do a presentation without some kind of preparation, right? If you're going to do a presentation, Diver did, she preached last week. She did an amazing job last week. And I, I, I wonder... I bet if you were to ask that, but I'm just taking a guess. How Did you prepare for that message? She probably would tell you she did a whole lot of preparation. And you can tell she was prepared, right? You can tell. How many know people will, can tell when you are prepared? So here's what here's what I want to encourage you to do. Prepare yourself to minister. Come up with a plan. Come up with a couple of verses. You know, practice at home. You know what? Since I'm out in the mall anyway, how many are going to be in the mall this year? Come on. Look at you! I ain't going to raise your hand. I'm going to like catching the mall. I'm a... Now you see here. Didn't even raise your hand. But look, but, but hey, you know what? How would I approach somebody? Come up, with a, come up with a couple of verses. Come up with a plan. Say, you know what? Let, let me think about Have you even thought about You know what? If I get that opportunity, what would I say? And how would I approach the subject? Here's what I, I think will help you with that. Develop a plan. Prepare yourself to minister. Because how many know that? Watch this, church. Let me tell you something. If we're really planning on ministering, if you're serious about it, you're going to prepare yourself. If you're serious about it. But if you're not serious about it, then you're probably not going to prepare yourself. You're probably going to go on doing what you do. But we've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to take time to study. Study the Christmas story. Study, uh, Peggy uh, read it this morning in Matthew's uh, Gospel, chapter 2. It talks about that. And just, you know, it talks about baby Jesus. Prepare yourself. Think it through. And then number two, here's a big one in how we are to prepare, how we can build the tradition of sharing our faith, is we need to pray for friends and family members to be saved. I said that earlier, pray for them. The Bible says that the prayer, and this is James five sixteen. the Bible says that the prayers of the righteous availeth a little bit. Somebody said much. Somebody knew their Bible. The fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. So watch this, church. If people are going to get right with God, somebody got to pray. I'm convinced, man, when I was, as I think about my childhood and how much my mom used to, I, I literally drag us to church, and I, you hear me say this all the time because she really had to drag us to church, and I used to laugh at people in the church when I was young because I didn't know, I didn't know any better, and then I grew up and I end up being one of those people that I used to laugh at. Now, as I think about that, one thing that I remember candidly uh, when I was a youngster, when my mom would take me to a holiness church. Anybody know what a holiness church is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom would take me to a holiness church. And, and, and I remember that, that, that they would have these prayer meetings. And, man, they'd be crying out to God. And I remember they used to pray for me, call out all of our names, you know, Lord, pray to be, and they just pray, and I'm sitting, and we kids, we sitting there looking at them like, ooh, they getting all excited. What was that? We thought it was funny. You know, we see, you know, God is God, God's moving, and people are praying, they believe in God, and how many know there's no coincidence that some years later, that every one of my siblings were saved. You think that was just an accident? Somebody prayed. You know, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. Pray for people. Whoever you believe in God for, that, that list I talked about, develop that list. Make it a Christmas tradition. Say, you know what? When you write your list, you know, say, say honey, you know what? We're going to get a list of people we're going to pray for. Here's what we're going to We're going to pray and ask God for an opportunity. And look, don't just pray they get saved. Watch this. Y'all ready for this? Pray that God will give you the opportunity to lead them. Amen. Amen. You know, because it's easy to say a prayer, get up and go, right? But, man, it's a whole lot different, man, when you pray and then you're watching. So you pray. See, Jesus says, What watching? What see, you're, you're alert, in other words, you're looking for that opportunity. I want us to look for that opportunity. So, develop that list, pray for people to get right with God. Because, let me tell you something, we're in spiritual warfare. And if you think that people are just going to get right with God easily, I'm telling you it's not going to happen. Especially the demons that we're dealing with today. The demons that we're dealing with today, you got to pray them things away. You hear me? Somebody got to be on their knees and crying out to God. Pray. So if you if you know somebody from some friends and family, you say to yourself, How many have you know somebody? You met somebody? You think to yourself, Man, how in the world did they will ever get saved? But how many know that with God, all things are possible. I found myself saying that the other day, and I I met this one person. I thought to myself, man, you're a long ways from the kingdom of God. But then the Holy Spirit spoke in my spirit with God. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Even the worst heathen can get right with God. The worst, the filthiest of people can get right with God. Why? Because God can change their heart. But they do it through our prayers. So pray. Pray. Develop that tradition. How many know that would be a good tradition? Another good tradition would be, watch this, purposely go where unbelievers are. Or, watch this, purposely invite them over to your house. With the intent, what? To win them over. You see what I'm saying? With the intent to win them over. How many know that when Jesus went with these unbelievers, that the folks he had problem with the most were other Christians? Religious, religious people. How many know religious people always got a problem with people who are trying to get right with God sometimes? That's a religious spirit. See, Jesus went, Jesus wasn't worried about what people said about him. Jesus says, You don't understand. I, I can listen, people who are sick need a physician. I came to heal the sick. How I many know church? This Christmas season, maybe think about it, maybe say, hey, we're, we're gonna be having a Christmas party. Just think, well, you know what? I'm gonna invite my unbelieving friend to come to the party. Now, some of you might hear about that and say, such and such, you're going to bring who over here? Oh, God. Oh, I better not bring my kids. Oh, God, I better not. How many know that people can't get right with God unless they get exposed to the gospel? Jesus went to where they were. He didn't sit there and wait. Everything that Jesus did was what? Go. He didn't just tell you to go, but he went first. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? Jesus went. He didn't sit. He went. He was filled with the Holy Ghost but how many know that he was empowered as he what? Went. You follow me? So we got to go. Some of us sitting in the park come on and we're saying why ain't nothing happening? Because you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> how many know the car ain't going to go nowhere till you put it in drive and push the gas? Amen. Is anybody listening to me this morning? Amen. We sitting there parked saying Lord where are you going to move? God said where are you going to move? Put your feet on the gas. How many know the gas for us is the Holy Ghost? Amen. He'll get us there, but we gotta what? Go. We gotta, go. we gotta get our butt in the car and we gotta look at names and say, move. move. Oh, good God. <laughs> so he said, I got a late move on that one. But we're moving in Jesus' name. Another way that we can build, another Christian tradition we can uh, build is uh, use literature in various forms of social media to point people to Christ. Now let me say this. Uh, Paul says that I become, and, and this is 1 Corinthians 9.22, he says uh, that I become all things to all men that I might save some. Now, I'm one of those, I'm very, I'm very funny about, uh, uh, there are a lot of preachers on Facebook, y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, you've heard me say that, that everybody is a preacher on Facebook. And, uh, and, I, and I just use Facebook as an example, it's because I'm really sensitive about it, because I believe sometimes the gospel is mocked. Because how many know that if we are, if you're going to step out there and you're going to talk about the goodness of God and talk about Jesus, how many know that you ought to try to live it? Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, we—I mean—there got to be some consistency there. Yeah. But but I want to I want to encourage you to to not only that, but but use social media. Use it as, as a you know uh, because you, know, you might say, well, I don't like social media. How many of you will say that I don't really like social media? Come on, let me. I, I understand, but here's here's the problem with what you don't like. That's where everybody, that's where unbelievers are. So you run around saying you don't like social media. Why well, why you ain't joining Facebook, man? I don't want Facebook. I ain't got no time for that. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying there's a whole lot of unbelievers on where? Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Kids like Snapchat. Y'all know why kids like Snapchat? Because they can cover up the evidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't... Yeah. The kids love Snapchat because they can come up the evidence. But you, you, you follow what I'm saying? There's so many different things out there that we can do. So I want to say in this, during this Christmas season, then figure out a way to do it. And then, and then the other thing is give gifts. How many you going to give somebody a gift this year? You're going to give an unbeliever a gift. Then think about giving a gift that points people to Jesus. Think about it. Give a gift. Because how many know now we're going from just saying Jesus is the reason for the season. We're going from just saying it to now we're going to talk about how we're going to show it. Right? So give gifts that will point people to Jesus. I don't know, a cup, a shirt, a mug, something with a verse on it. I don't know, but something uh, that will let people know that God loves them. Because how many know that people need to know that God loves them? So, So be creative, be strategic. Don't just give up. Don't just run in the store and say, I'm going to just give a gift. I mean, if it's an unbeliever, think about how can I give them a gift and let them know that God loves them? Because this is our witness. This is our time. This is our season. And then the last one, this is a real easy one. Here's the easy one. Y'all ready for this? This is the biggest one of all. Invite them to church. <laughs> just invite them. Just invite, invite. Listen, here's, here's another tradition I want to I I get us to do. Y'all ready for this? All right. You come up with a number between you, your family, your, your, yourself, personally. Come up with a number. Say, you know what? I'm going to invite X number of people to church this Christmas season. And if you happen to know somebody who don't live in this area, then just encourage them to go to a church. But How many know we want to see people get right with God? And, and, and so just invite them. Say, you know what? I'm going to invite somebody. I'm going to, I'm going to email them. I'm going to text them. I'm going to send an invitation. And, 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 and as I said before, when you invite them, can you please be enthusiastic? Amen. The woman at Samaria. you remember the, the woman in John chapter four, after Jesus told her everything, told her all about her life, her, her her immoral lifestyle, you know, and that woman, she ran and she said, y'all need to come see a man that told me everything that I ever did. This got to be the son of God. Y'all got to come see him. And you know, the whole city came. Yes, they, did. they came running and I, but I, I imagine had she would have come out there and said, y'all need to I need to come see. There's somebody over there. Yes, he told me some things about what I did. You get, come on and see him if you get a chance. You know, come check him out. You know, he think he's a nice guy and whatnot. Uh, How many know that probably won't go over too well. But man, when you come and you say, man, let me tell you about, listen, you need to come to church and hear about the goodness of God because God loves you and the pastor or somebody going to have a word, hallelujah, that's going to bless you. Are you looking for some direction in your life? Because how many know, church, we always, we're always listening, right? If you need some direction, you need help, you need, come on, and, listen, God got a word for you. You're going to, come on, church, how many know the people will get excited if you're excited? Amen. See, your uh, contagious Christians will rub off on other folks. You rub off. But, but 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 listen, but you gotta be enthusiastic. How me you know that there's nothing boring about God? How me you know that God is charismatic? <laughs> you know. hey, nothing boring about ain't how many you know ain't nothing boring about the gospel. So let's build that tradition. Let's do it. Let's not get caught up in all. Listen, do your shopping and, 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 and cook your good Christmas dinners and value. But look, just make sure that you're developing some Christmas traditions whereby we advance in the cause of Christ, particularly now when we are going around saying Merry Christmas. And, and by the way, it is Merry Christmas for us, right? Merry Christ must. Let's keep Christ in Christmas. That's a great way to start. I gave you some traditions uh, to kind of get you started. So hopefully, hopefully that'll help you. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father, in the name of Jesus.